Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing the 10 biggest mistakes people make on their personal income taxes. Mike, most of our clients are now getting back their notice of assessments from Revenue Canada, finding out whether they owe any additional money and settling up with the government. And I thought it might be a good idea to talk about some of the mistakes that you and I see with respect to individuals and their personal income taxes. So what's the, what do you see as the biggest mistake time and time again that people make with their income taxes? Biggest mistake we see is people trying to do their own tax returns when they start to get to a level that they can't handle. And I'll start with a preface on that that says, I hope everyone tries to do a tax return at some point early in their life when there are situations very simple to have a little bit of an understanding of how tax law works. But at a certain point, when you start to have investment income and things get a little bit more complicated, once you're done your university and you're, you've got uh, different parts of income coming into you, it's time to get a professional to start to help you with your tax returns. So this sounds, you know, we have a tax service that we provide for our clients at a reasonable cost, it's $199. It sounds like we're promoting that. All I really care about is that you're not trying to do it yourself. So whether you use our service, whether you use HR Block, or whether you spend a little more money and you get a, a professional accountant doing your tax return, my whole variable is just don't do it yourself. I have still have a couple of clients who are, you know, now both in their 80s and they do their tax returns and they do it. You know, they do it with paper and pencil and I get copies of it. They've missed stuff. There's mistakes, but they're too proud to give it up. And just it's one of those things you should get someone else to help you with. Well, remember, it's $199 for to a tax return and that's tax deductible. (laughs) After tax, it's 100 bucks. (laughs) So it's so it's well worth it. Yeah. Mistake number two. The one that we see a lot of, and maybe it's because we're a fee-based advisor, but so many times clients forget to deduct their management fees. And one of the big advantages of working with a fee-based advisor is those management fees are a tax-deductible expense for all of your open account or investment or non-registered investments. And that dramatically helps reduce your taxable income. Especially with new clients, I see that their accountant or them forgot to provide the information to the accountant and the fees never got deducted. I'll give you a bit of a good, bad thing that's happening. The government is getting better at gathering information and the tax return programs are getting better at getting it from the government. Now, when you go and have a tax program and you put all your information, it takes a download from the government and almost pre-fills a lot of the form. The problem is a lot of things that aren't on tax forms. And this is where you get to things like management fees. It's not on a T-slip because the government doesn't have a copy of that until you add it in. So it's almost been more of a problem than it started with because now people think that, oh, I have to do is press this button, everything's in the program and hit send. You miss a lot of things by doing that. 
And the government now knows all the things are in their favor. They don't know anything that's in your favor. So it's very tilted. If you just go with a program and hit, okay, that's it. That's my tax return. You've missed a ton of deductions. Government doesn't miss anything that's going to go and be taxed on as income. They'll just miss the things you get deducted from that. That is the truth. So one area that I think has gotten a little better, but it's still missed a lot, is capital gains. So in the past, really the only capital gains that would show up would show up on a T-slip, and most clients got that one and they deducted those. The other capital gains, in many cases, the client had to go get that information themselves from a statement, a year-end statement. And they didn't deduct it. So they, some of them clients would choose, I, I, I'm going to deduct this. Other clients would say, I'm, or, or I'm going to include it. Other clients said, oh, if the government doesn't know about it, I'm not going to include it. How's that changed? Now there's a form called the T5008 that's being produced by financial institutions. And they're doing a much better job keeping track of capital gains that they never did before. Uh, it's not perfect yet, but it's come tenfold from where it was five years ago. Another area that I see issues with is education expense, and it's confusing. Do you know, do, do the parents deduct the education expense for their children going through university? Do the, do the, does the child deduct it? If, there's, if the child couldn't use all the deduction, can the parent use the deduction? So this is an area that gets messed up. It's not something you want to try and figure out yourself. RESPs, even when RESPs come out, certain portions are taxed in the child's hands. People don't realize how all that stuff works. Yeah, it is a little confusing. When you go through someone's tax return, many times when we, st and people always ask me, why do we want the tax return? Why not just the notice assessment? The notice assessment is very general and it's helpful because it gives you some information that the government has, but it doesn't really break down where your income comes from. It's all in one slot, which has income. When you go and break it down on the tax return, you can see how much of that was in uh, number one was employment income, how much was pension income, how much it was coming from dividends, how much was capital gains, if there is any deduction for those capital gains from previous capital losses, and also has interest income. And then you can also see the expenses that are being written off against that income. So it's very important to see, number one, that interest income is horrible uh, from a tax point of view. Interest income is just straight tax at the highest marginal rate. And when we see heavy pieces of interest income on a tax return, we know something isn't coordinated right inside the portfolio. Now, the only good thing about interest income is because interest rates are so low, there's not much interest income these days, but it's still there. And if you can structure the portfolio better, reduce the interest income, and the long end game is reducing their tax bill. The next area is charitable donations. And, you know, if I think of why this happens, part of the problem is, you know, you donate, you know, you get asked for money, it's January, and you give $25 to a charity. Another time it's March, and you give $100 to a charity. Often you get those tax receipts right at that time. And if you don't have a process for properly saving all those receipts, printing them off, putting them in a tax file, they're forgotten about. The government, just as you mentioned earlier, isn't going to tell you how much you donated. You should, you know, in the ideal system, the government would actually have you put your social insurance number in so they would have all those charitable donations. But we're not that organized yet in this country. Even on charitable donations, the problem, too, is when you have two spouses, 
both keep on contributing to charities over the year. In reality, when you do your tax return, they should all go under the name of one spouse, more advantageous for you. And again, that's stuff people don't know about. If you're using a tax program, it will tell you to do that. If you're doing it yourself and not using a tax program, it will, you won't know that necessarily. Next, we get to the biggest one I see, and this is one that many times accountants miss. There is a disability tax credit in Canada that's available for anyone with a disability. And I see this missed numerous times by accountants. And sometimes I'm in shock because I have a few clients that, you know, they're, they've lost their eyesight. And all of a sudden I'll look through a tax return and say, don't you have a disability tax credit? Well, can I get that? I said, of course, you're blind. And uh, we go back and we, we can file those back for years in the past, but it's not only something like blindness. When people get to be seniors, a lot of times you'll start to qualify for the disability tax credit. Most people in senior homes, I find, can actually apply for that. Beyond that, it's not only if you're in low income and you have the disability tax credit, one of your family members or caregivers can put that onto their return. The next one I'm going to cover is medical expenses. It's a little bit like that charitable donation problem. Those expenses come throughout the year. And unless you save a copy of those expenses, you don't have all that information in one place. And the government doesn't know anything about those medical expenses. So this is something that you're in charge of. You've got to keep great records of. And once again, kind of like the charitable, you're better to put it on one spouse's tax return versus dividing it between the two. What's next, Mike? I had a list here on installments, my biggest nightmare. <laughs> installments is the weirdest thing because installments, when you owe a certain amount of money in tax at the end of the year, the government says, okay, you owe too much money in tax. And we assume because of it happened last year, it's going to happen every year in the future. And because you owed money to us at the end of the year, that means you had money over the year that we didn't have. So that's not fair. So you're going to have to pay money next year to make sure that same thing doesn't happen again. So they put you on what's called installments and they'll be quarterly or somewhere along that. They'll say, you're going to have to pay, let's say $2,000 every three months to make sure that you have your $8,000 paid for next year. So you don't owe another $8,000. The problem is a lot of times people get put in this situation because there was a one-time income, say they sold a cottage or something like that. So it thinks they make a lot and they do. So then everyone says, well, should I pay my installments? Now, the tricky thing is if, if you don't owe money at the end of the year and you don't pay your installments, it's fine. There's no problem. If you don't pay your installments and you're wrong and you do owe money, they charge you a tremendous penalty and interest on that. So it, it's a tough one. Unless you're absolutely sure you're not going to owe money at the end of the year, it's easier just to pay the installments and get the money back when you file your next year's tax return. No, agreed, agreed. The last one I'm going to cover is, is the whole capital gains, capital losses. And in 2020, we had the opportunity when the markets were very cheap for some of our clients who hadn't been with us for too long, we, we were able to trigger some capital losses. Capital losses really confuse a lot of people because they, they, A, they don't like to have them. And most clients think they're a bad thing because you've lost money. 
what you and I realize is those are really just paper losses. We didn't actually lose money. We just triggered a, a paper loss that we're going to use to our advantage later. And it's got two big advantages. The one biggest advantage, it can reduce any capital gains you have that year. Number two, it can reduce any capital gains you've got in the future. And the one that a lot of people forget about, you can actually take those capital losses that you triggered in 2020, and you could go back to your 2017 tax return, your 2018 tax return, and offset any gains though you had those years and get a refund from the government. So capital losses are very important. They're not a negative, unless of course you just have nothing but losses. I think they're a great advantage. It's not about if you're going to pay taxes, when you're going to pay taxes. And the capital losses give you control over when you're going to have to pay taxes on those. So again, it lets you defer that those taxes into future years. And the further you can defer taxes, the more you have money working in your hands for you. So I'm going to give a comparison. You know, due to COVID, I see a lot of friends and their hair is just out of control because they haven't had their hair cut in months. And sometimes in, in some cases, it looks like a year. Don't cut your own hair. Don't do your own taxes. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited. Certain employees of TMFG Tax Service maintain a relationship with Asante Capital Management Limited through which they sell investment products. The relationship that they have with Asante does not include tax preparation services which TMFG Tax Service is solely responsible. TMFG Tax Service is not associated in any way with Asante and Asante has no responsibility for the tax preparation services offered by TMFG Tax Service. Music